the Drunk Tank Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Rooster Chief Podcast. As always, here's Gus Sarola. And Joel Heyman. This week, we're uh, actually doing a mobile podcast for the first time ever, and we are recording the podcast from our hotel room. And we found some guys in the parking lot, and uh, we figured it might be funny to include the dudes from the parking lot in the podcast, so maybe we should have them introduce themselves. Yeah, we have uh, a couple of dudes here. Why don't you all introduce yourselves? Would Would you do the honors, Mr. Lynch? Mr. Lynch, this is Robert Guillaume. Oh, I'm terribly <laughs> sorry. Well, I'll, I'll just go ahead. I'm uh, Count, Count3D, and I'm from Canada. Hello. I'm Robert Guillaume. I'm from uh, Los Angeles. Besides Count 3D, we have uh, Mr. Robert Guillaume over there. Hello. You may remember me from the 70s television show called Benson. Dude, you ever used a microphone? Like, step, step up <laughs> to it and fucking talk into it. God damn it. I didn't want to be making what the fuck is wrong with you? fucking microphone. This podcast is off to a great start. Oh, this is what happens. We get, we get rookies in here for the first time. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. That's a microphone. You talk into Hello, it and people hear you. internet. There it is. Okay, so like I said, we're here at Comic-Con for, I think, what is this, Joel? Like our fifth Comic-Con ever? I think it is, yeah. Fifth Comic-Con, yep. How many have you been to? Uh, I think this is my third. I think this is my fifth. <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> a, lot, a lot more worn down than I am. It never gets old. We're, uh, we're here. Uh, we came out in advance of everyone else from the office. They'll all be showing up tomorrow so that we could try to set up the booth and run around and do all the, the stupid stuff ahead of time. Guess what, what is the, what's the one thing you were looking forward to seeing the most at Comic-Con this year? Um, Sunday night when we're done. <laughs> that, is, that is the thing I'm looking forward to most seeing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's weird that you ask that. You know, like I said, this is, my, this is my fourth or fifth Comic-Con, and I don't think I've ever seen anything at Comic-Con. Like, normally we're stuck in the booth all day. And then by the time we're done, I'm just so beat down, I don't get to see anything. No, absolutely. It's Yeah, it's the same thing, except for I go, I usually find 10 minutes where I can trot off and go buy like a hoodie with the superhero thing mm-hmm. insignia mm-hmm. on the front of it, and that's it. That's my Comic-Con. Then you know, I'm done. there is one thing I'm supposed to see. My wife insisted that I had to go take a picture of Michael Jackson's glove. Waving everyone, right? <laughs> I, think it's, I think they're going to have it flipping everyone off. Well, but- if they don't have that, you know, someone's going to have to like make that happen probably. <laughs> So I, th- I think that's that's the only thing I'm looking. Uh, that's the only thing I'm going to see. I would like to see maybe some more Tron 2.0 footage, uh, hopefully some Avatar stuff. But most likely I'll be stuck in the booth. Actually, no, I take that back. This Comic Con is going to be a little different than past Comic Cons. Um, we actually, since we launched Achievement Hunter last year, we've actually tried to leverage that this year, and we have we we have business meetings with video game companies to see games and and talk about them. And how many? How many? Uh, I think we have like six meetings. Now, now that's impressive. That's nice. Now, how many how many sort of email correspondence did you have to get those six meetings? <laughs> it wasn't very many. It was actually pretty good. It was only like eight or nine emails. Mitch Lynch, what is the one thing you were looking forward to seeing the most at this year's Comic Con? Uh, you know, I I don't know. Um, I've never been to a Comic Con before. I don't know what to expect. So I think it's just going to be taking it all in, seeing, just finding everything on my own. Uh, what about you, Catherine? What are you looking forward to seeing most? Two words. New moon. That's all I have to say. <laughs> is that a Twilight thing? What is that? I, I, I just, I've signed over to the whole vampire thing. It's absolutely, absolutely not. I'm fucking not interested in that. <laughs> oh, man, I was going to say, are you being ironic? I hope, I hope no. this is a joke. No, I mean, there's, shit, this is Comic-Con. There's, um, there's a Avatar, like you said, that's going to be the probably most groundbreaking film of all time. Uh, I'm looking forward to so much goddamn stuff, but that in particular is... 
And uh, obviously there's a lot of video game presence here, which I'm also excited about, so I'm looking forward to playing Left 4 Dead 2, for sure. Oh, you're going to go and check that out? I'm really super excited. That's probably the game I'm most excited to see here. <laughs> Me too. And I think maybe there's just one of us in the room who isn't like totally excited about that. Is someone not excited about Left 4 Dead 2? <gasps> who could that be? Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> what, 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 what? Why? Why? That's what everyone was at. Well, no, here's the thing, is that I love Left 4 Dead 1. Um, I'm not anti, I'm not Mr. Let's sign a protest form on the internet. I just think it's really quick. I don't know if there's enough dev time behind it. I mean, the, You're not going to be making any Photoshops, are you? Uh, <laughs> I could be, if people keep picking on me in this podcast. There'd be some really <laughs> fucking nasty Photoshops going up. But, um, no, I mean, it, it's proofs in the pudding. And, you know, I'm a huge fan. I've, I don't even know how many hours. I signed up for that, what, 360 voice or whatever it was? To, to track my hours. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't gone back to it since the podcast. I logged in, but uh, I could, I've probably got a good, I would say 30 or 40 days of multiplayer on the first one. I would say total. Um, yeah. So, you, you know, I loved the first one, but it's just, are the, are the changes going to be enough? Did you feel like you got your money's worth out of the first one? That's the on the multiplayer, absolutely. But will I feel like, is a frying pan and a chainsaw and one different zombie really going to alter the experience? <laughs> Come on, dude. And four new maps. Four new Maps are maps, dude. You can you, they, oh, any oh. any game. Okay, any good game. Okay, Modern Warfare. They added how many maps? Call uh, Gears of War. This is like when maps. when did our show turn into the McLaughlin Group? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're all attacking. <laughs> you sir are incorrect. You are wrong. <laughs> Objection. I, well, the other thing that I am actually excited to see would be um, trailers for Donnie Darko Three. No. <laughs> oh God. Jesus Christ. You had to have been in the in the car we, we, earlier. We had a long Donnie Darko bashing discussion <laughs> a, little, a little earlier. No, seriously, I mean that is a terrible, terrible movie. I mean I'm, I'm I've really tried to like not call out too many things, or, but I mean that's a terrible movie. Yeah, right? I, I'm, I'm I'm not a fan. I can I can definitely say that. There's nothing going on in that movie. Dom, Dom wasn't in the car for that conversation. We haven't gotten Dom's view on Donnie Darko. And what, he what, is the cinema. What, what do you feel? How do you feel about? You're Donnie not Darko? you're not on the spot at all, Dom. Well, are we talking the original cut or the director's cut? There's a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go original theatrical release. It was okay. Oh God. <laughs> <sighs> so disappointing. Now, so if they added vampires to that script, would that like be, you know, is that what you're looking for? More vampires, zombies, a little bit of both. It would have been, I think it was a, a decent movie. It's just too bad the guy who did it has never done anything good ever again. I can't remember what his name was. Yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh. By the way, we're actually drinking. See, now. Yeah, I wanted to point that out. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. This is the first actual drunk tank. All the others were frauds, kids. We're legit. <laughs> we're, we're the real deal here. We have photographic evidence this time. And oh. also, this drunk tank started about four hours ago. <laughs> you know, normally we record the podcast, uh, or we start recording at about 10 or 10.30 in the morning. So, you know, it's a little early for hard liquor. Normally, we're, easy, we're starting the day off with uh, some beer or something like, some Bloody Marys. But uh, this... I'd, like, I'd like you to say, say that to Jeff's face, that it's too early for hard liquor. <laughs> but we're, uh, we're starting it up right this time. And um, we're, we're def- we were, I'll say this. We were definitely prepared for this drunk tank. Dom. You went to RVB Toronto. I did. Yeah, didn't didn't you fly here, like straight here from there? I did. I'm insane because um, that was a, a very foolish thing to do just because RVTO, if you don't know, is probably the greatest fan event how in many, the universe. How many people showed up this year? I would say a good 120, about. Wow, wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But I really wish you all could have been there just because it was many of them were going there for the first time, and 
many of them, I don't know how many of them, there's at least one other person, uh, a guy on the site, Moo Cow, who's going to be at Comic-Con. So he and I are going to be here, and I think this is his first or second time at Comic-Con. It's his second. I actually met Moo Cow for the first time ever here at Comic-Con last year. Uh, really nice guy. I like Dom on the podcast because he sounds British now. Normally when yeah, I'm talking to Dom, I don't ever hear an accent. It's the drinking, folks. My <laughs> accent changes the more I drink. But now that, now that we're sitting down... I'm not I'm sure what country he's from anymore. <laughs> we may have a pirate in here with us. <laughs> well, Dom, what was, the best, what was the best part of RVBTO? Oh, God. Oh, Joel, you have to sucker punch me. Okay. The first night, I'd have to say, was the best because it was formal and everyone was meeting each other for the first time and that's always a very cool moment when you have people from the internet meeting for the first time hey i gotta ask you about that yeah you said the first night was a formal event everyone got together yes was jeff there jeff was there what did jeff wear because i can't picture jeff wearing any formal wear he probably had a tattoo of a tuxedo look everyone i'm not naked (laughs) that's he wore That's a tie. He wore a clean pair of shoes. That's Jeff. What a sport. Yeah. Are there any pictures? There are a few pictures, and I'm sure many of them will be posted on the site very shortly. I'll, I'll have to try and, uh, and, and, and find some of those. Mm. But Griffin looked, by the way, Griffin looked so awesome every single day of the event. I heard I heard some uh, I heard like a bunch of people got married or something. Yes, a good friend of mine actually, who I I knew these kids before they even met each other. They met each other at uh, the second RVBTO three years ago. How long have you known them? I've known them for three years, but I used to go to university with uh, one of them. So Ryan, uh, and are you close? Yeah, I'm friends, good, close, good friends with them. Yeah, I used to drive down to the states to hang out with them. But so, anyway, uh huh. Yeah, they got married, or I should say they got engaged, which was very cool in front of hundreds of people to say, you know, pop. I mean, that does sound pretty cool, you know. I mean, but the funny thing is is that I asked you like 10 minutes ago, like, what the best thing about RVBTO was, and like your answer was, oh, we had a party first night. (laughs) (laughs) I've known these guys for three years, and my best friends are like, you (laughs) said you sucker punched him, so. Totally, totally getting called out. Calling him out. No, no, there's a difference between best and most memorable. (laughs) Ryan and Britt, you're always second in Dom's heart. What's going on with that? What's going on with that? Finch. The McLaughlin group has turned on on Dom now. The spotlight's off. Point, counterpoint. The best event in RVBTO. I hate you all. (laughs) This is what happens when you mix alcohol and podcasting. The lesson is just, like, if you're friends with Dom and you're going to get married and, like, do something just like... Don't don't propose because he doesn't care. He doesn't care. I love you, Ryan and Britta. Please don't hate me. That's all, did they meet? Did they meet on the site? That's correct. They met at RBTS. That's awesome. Wow, yeah. That's crazy. So we could say like Rooster Teeth, you know, helping nerds we, hook up since two thousand three. We should get like a percentage or of their of their earnings or something. Or, or, or a kid. We should have. We should have. We should have some slave labor by this point. Second second born. Yes, I think that sounds totally reasonable. I mean, no, seriously. There, I mean, there the, are a ton of people I think who have met, got married, divorced, and remarried all got, on the site. There's got it. Well, we don't want anything to do with the divorce. We don't want. No, we, I mean, if they're already splitting half their money, what's another ten percent on top of that? I mean, just coming our way. I'm just saying. Right. Our, our you know, our tea alimony. Right. Yeah. Our tea alimony. <laughs> Check your terms no. of use, folks. No. It was in there. You you agreed. You agreed. You, you signed up for an account. You owe us. We're, we're we're due and we're collecting. That's gotta be like that's gotta be at least twenty marriages, right? 
No, I I think that's easily twenty marriages, if not more. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's unbelievable. You know, we're definitely helping people get married that should have no business dating. And I'm just getting. Come on, I can I get I'm a laugh getting, or something? I'm what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, Matt and Bernie met on the site right before they got married. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> that's right. Um, Robert Guillaume is now on a second second drink in the room. We had previous drinks where. At a restaurant where Joel had the most disgusting. Joel ate a raw. Joel, a Joel ate a raw fish at dinner tonight, didn't you, Joel? I did. It was fantastic. You, you didn't. You didn't listen to me. We ate at uh, this restaurant called the Yard House, which I always wanted to eat at when we come to San Diego because they have the best pot pie and the best mac and cheese in the world. And I told everyone that. Oh. So what does Joel do? He orders a fucking raw fish. How was the raw fish, Joel? Was it as good as a pot pie and as good as mac and cheese? I don't think so. It was a raw fish with guacamole on top. Why, why did the group turn on me now? <laughs> it's, it's a McLaughlin group. It's your turn. Why is it my turn? You're, under the, magnifi- you're <laughs> under the magnifying glass now, bitch. Let's go back to talking about the video games. <laughs> what the hell? What, which one? Which, of the six meetings? Well, I changed subjects on you. See how I do that? If you don't point, so if you don't point it out, it's a lot smoother. I can tell you that right now. Okay. Of the six meetings, like what, what's the one you're looking forward to the most? Like what are they? What, what are they? Different video games? Uh, yeah, it's a bunch of different video games and publishers um, and developers. I'm looking forward to all of them actually because we've never actually sat down and done anything like this where we talk to developers and you know record it and try to produce something from. It. I don't know if we'll actually produce anything. You know, obviously, I'm looking forward to Left 4 Dead 2. Beyond that, I'm not really sure what else we're looking at that I'm like super excited about. I really would like – well, I'm really excited to get hands-on with DC Universe Online just because um, there's a lot of story behind that. And actually, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, they Joel. They were on the plane with us. They were on the plane with I us. I stole your thunder. <laughs> we sat next to or in the middle of a bunch of people from Sony Online who were flying out here to set up the, the, uh, the DC Universe Online demo for Comic-Con. And uh, at one point, uh, right after takeoff, the guy sitting next to me, I was sitting in the middle seat. The guy sitting next to me turned to me and goes, oh, uh, he saw I was reading a video game magazine. He goes, oh, you're reading a video game magazine, huh? And he was reading PC Gamer or something. He goes, you're reading a video game magazine, huh? And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, not many people are reading those, huh? And I was like, on this flight, I bet there's a ton. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. From yeah, the he... second I stepped out of my car <laughs> under the shuttle, it was all Comic-Con people. Yeah, he, and he laughed. He's like, uh, you going out for Comic-Con then, I take it? And I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, us too. He's, and I was like, yeah, I'm going there for work. He goes, who do you work for? And I go, oh, I work with uh, Rooster Teeth. You know, we do this and that. We make Red versus Blue. He goes, oh, yeah, the Red versus Blue. And he started yelling to all of his coworkers around the plane that he was sitting next to the Red versus Blue guys, which was terribly embarrassing. <laughs> Are, are you sure he was just saying, "No, this guy isn't a terrorist, really"? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, they seem like they seem like cool guys. I can't wait to, uh, especially the to marketing sit, chick, to sit down and and talk to them about about the game. Uh, I, I think I, I believe I'm meeting with them at 1 p.m. on Friday. Oh, you're meeting. So wait, 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 wait. You got a meeting out of them on the plane? <laughs> no, no, no. I already had oh, a meeting lined up. See, I wasn't paying attention to what no, you were no, saying. No. I already had a meeting lined up with them, and uh, I'll be seeing them Friday. Let me ask you, Gus. Sorry to ask you, go off on a tangent again, but. Are you interviewing anyone from Epic Games? Epic? No, I don't have anyone lined up from Epic as far as I know. Okay, I understand that they're going to be in uh, Comic-Con for uh, the Gears of War movie is going to be coming out in a bit, and the director is going to be here, actually. Who's directing that? 
It's the guy who did the Underworld series. So I think his name is Ken Wiseman. Mm. Len. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the dude who convinced that hot chick to leave her husband and marry him? No, he's married yeah. to Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. I so know. he is basically God. He also did the Die Hard. He did Live Free or Die Hard. Len Wiseman. That's correct. He did the first two Underworlds and then because he helped like uh, co-write them. And Danny McBride also co-wrote those. And if you've ever seen Eastbound and Down, I don't know how he went from vampire movies to uh, uh, Eastbound and Down and Land of the Lost and all that, but that guy's career has taken off. But, uh, yeah, totally. Len Wiseman, yeah, he's basically a god. Okay. It's probably going to get cut, but Finch, these microphones are designed to drown out external noises. You have to really get on top of him for them to pick you up. Are you ready to rock? <laughs> Just like that. I said, are you ready to rock? <laughs> Who's that guy who kept screaming? <laughs> I don't know. It's really weird. That was the bellhop looking for a tip. So I know we've been we've only been into the convention center like once or twice at this point. You know, in the process of setting up, has anyone seen anything that looked cool? Like I'm honestly a little shocked at how little has been done by exhibitors to like set up their booths by this point. I figured that a lot more would be built out, but it seems like the hall's pretty bare at this point. I saw some pretty impressive forklifts. <laughs> I saw a lot of those. That I haven't seen anything. What did, did you see anything? No, but I heard uh, something about how the Green Hornet car is going to make an appearance for those of you who are interested in that. Yeah, I heard the Green Hornet car is actually going to be unveiled. What did they say at eight or eight thirty uh, Wednesday evening by Correct. Seth, by Seth Rogen, right? That's yeah. He's going to be there and he's going to show it. I didn't even know oh, that. Jesus, I hope this is not going to be a new movie. I, I didn't know yeah. a Green Hornet. Seth Rogen is the Green Hornet car. Yeah. Is Seth hey, Rogen, I'm a car. Is Seth Rogen Please in the God, Green Hornet no. movie? He is. And who's he playing? Maybe the Green Hornet. No, no, <laughs> that can't be right. I just heard that uh, Nicolas Cage is going to be the bad guy, and you know he's he's good for whatever you know. Toupee man is that <laughs> one of Green Hornet's enemies? Is that right? I, I don't follow comic books very much. No. I'm not, it's like, I'm how not did sure. they get that giant wallet to talk? Oh, wait a minute. That's <laughs> okay, this is Comic-Con. I, the first year I was at Comic-Con, I thought, okay, this is Comic-Con. I'm going to look at comic books because Comic-Con, right? So I figured, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find the most expensive comic that I can find. It was a 1981 strawberry shortcake. <laughs> $25,000. What? What was it? Was it like an original Superman or something? It was virgin blood mixed in with the red ink. I'm totally kidding. Actually, the oh, most wow. expensive comic that I did find, it was a Superman comic, and I think it was around $10,000. Wow. So that's... And I found a bunch of them for like 5000 7000 It was like... And I almost... I was almost like, geez, should I... Should I buy this comic book? Did you? No, I did. Fuck no. Okay, oh, good. Man, like, I, I'm honestly, honestly, I wish you had so I could make fun of you right now for <laughs> it, like five years later. And that would be like the first comic. No, I you know what? Like, actually, would be interesting. Yeah. You should go and see if you can find that comic again this year and see how much it's selling for now. I bet. I bet you. Oh, this, this is interesting. But I bet you a million. I bet you a million dollars. It's worth less. Why, why, why would you say that? Do you have like a hunch I think the about peak it? of comic book, and I could be completely wrong about this, but it seems to me like like the late '90s, early aughts. Was the height of comic book prices? Also, we're in a recession, right? No, oh, I guess that's true. Maybe you can find Stan Lee Listen, and have him autograph it. I, I, I'll guarantee you. I'll guarantee you that when we were dealing with like the Nasdaq internet bubble, I guarantee you there's a there was a correlation between like the highest price comic books before that bubble burst. I bet you after that bubble burst, I bet like comic books just devalued. 
But see, that's the that's the thing with collectibles, with any collectible, with the comics, sports cards, any of that. They give you these price guides with these sky high jacked dreams, you know, year after year, where it just keeps climbing and climbing. No one's ever going to pay that amount for it because there's so many in circulation. And as years go by, that person gets forgotten unless they're like friggin' Kobe Bryant or it is like issue number one of Spider Man. Uh, and it's in perfect, pristine condition, it, you're never going to get that asking price for it. So the collecting... I, I don't know. I think yeah. it's a racket. It's been a racket well, forever. Well, I, mean, so I bet you'll get something. I mean, there is a value on sure, the much. Sure, you know, sure. Yeah, it's it's yeah. only worth what someone's willing to pay for exactly. it. I mean, a book exactly. can write whatever value it wants. That doesn't mean shit. Right, exactly. That's but like I, be- I bet you there babies. are people out there who's, who are spending thousands of dollars. It's, it's like I, watching Antiques Roadshow, and like someone brings a piece of shit plate, and they're like, oh, my grandfather oh, yeah. gave me this plate. It's like, oh, wow, this plate's worth $15,000. Bullshit. No, like, I read, read a story, I think, on the, in the New York Times, like, two days ago, about, like, construction worker finds barrel. And in the barrel are these old wooden, like, statues, and, ta-da, these statues are worth $17,000. Now... Okay, so you're in a construction site. You find an old barrel. You open up the barrel. There's some statues. I guess what do you do? You immediately take it to like an antiquities expert and just like, oh, yep, seventeen thousand dollars. I don't know. I hadn't heard that story. That's that's, uh, that's interesting. I don't know. You know, I don't know. So so what's the market? Can we pull up the internet and see what Beanie Babies are going for nowadays? <laughs> oh, you should look up. You should look up the most expensive comic book. Oh no, I'm not doing that. Uh, you're right. so lazy. We're, we're talking. I'm not going to break the beat so I, we can all pause and sit around with our thumbs up our asses while I do stupid Google searches and try to find a goddamn comic book. Thumb up his ass. <laughs> Your thumb is already up his ass, so, I mean, we're already halfway it's there. It's the only way he'll talk into the microphone. <laughs> That's how you get Robert Guillaume to work. It's in his writer. What do we do? Uh, do we have any uh, – are we – we're selling Griff Balls, right? Griff Ball guys? We're oh. not, but – For $10,000 a piece? Toys R Us is selling uh, limited edition Griff Ball figures. Surely we brought something here. That's who, like, who made those limited edition Griffball figures? Uh, McFarland Toys. Actually, we had Gavino tied up in the basement for about two months, <laughs> cobbling, <laughs> cobbling, cobbling, cobbling. You can't do this. Let me ask you, why? Like why Griffball? I think probably because it's uh, like identifiable. It doesn't look, or people have an association with it, and it's not just you know a weirdly colored Spartan. You know, I guess maybe Griffball shows up in the Bungie playlist every now and then, and people might be more familiar with Griffball than, say, you know, like a red versus blue character, which might just be. And they already sell, you know, generic red and blue Spartans. So does Jeff, like, wear a tiara around the office because this <laughs> happened? You know, uh, McFarland sent us two of the, the Griffball figures, and we had them at the office. And, you know, I had one because I'd been talking with them, and Bernie had the other one. And he was using his as a belt buckle, right? <laughs> yeah. Jeff guilted me into giving him mine, so I don't have one anymore. He why wouldn't they send one named after the character? Why wouldn't they send three? What is so wrong with McFarlane Industries? I uh, well, no, no, well, I it's not their fault. Was... I think they sent it with the intention that he would get one. The, 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 the problem is, okay, I you, you work it. in an office of seven whole people. Okay, you think <laughs> they could cough up seven whole? I think... Griff I'm not going to talk shit about them. They're making Griff Ball I think figures, the problem, dude. I think the problem was that for a long time we were working on a McFarlane action figure, and that turned out to be a disaster. So, Oh, my goodness. So, you know, you asked uh, what like, video game meetings I'm excited about <laughs> and what I'm looking forward to this week. And actually, I just remembered that I have a meeting with um, like Splinter, to see Splinter Cell Conviction on Friday, I believe. Sweet. And it's, like, it's going to be like a whole event. Like they're going to... Now, have you, have you done your homework? Have you like come up with questions like deep meaningful like questions to ask them to be like wow well, you, you know it, it 
Yes and no. Like, uh, Splinter Cell Conviction was one of those games, it's been in development for so long that it kind of was on my radar, fell off my radar. Then after this last E3, came back onto the radar because uh, I thought the demo they gave at E3 was really awesome. And uh, I'm, honest, I'm, I'm really excited to see it. And uh, Unfortunately, it won't be a hands-on. It'll be like a, a, a walkthrough with someone else running the controls. But now, now, Gus, I have to ask this question. You keep saying I for all these meetings. I have a meeting with so-and-so. I have a meeting. So you're the only one going, and the rest oh. of us got to like just flog it's our It's the royal eye. Oh, it's the royal eye, the editorial eye? <laughs> well, I, I should say this. I set them up. But Jeff and I are both going. But we knock them down? Oh, just you and Jeff? Okay. Yeah. So have fun. Enjoy that little bud vacation with each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll try to bring as many people as with us as we can. I think the Splinter Cell one might be difficult, and the EA one might be difficult to get more people into. This means Joel's going to have to be doing uh, Caboose impressions for eight hours while you guys are up honeymooning <laughs> with, uh, hey, Joel, with, with Joel, Splinter Cell. Joel said he wasn't interested in any of those meetings. So I uh, think, and this is not a knock against any of the games. I'm sure they're all excellent. But I'd rather, you know, just play the video game. You know, well, I'm not, I think I'm not I, too. I think the one that I would be interested in going into maybe would be the uh, zombie thing that Lynch, Fish Lynch doesn't like well, for whatever I, reason. You know, what's kind of funny is that Gus earlier was like, you know, it's funny because Dom all of a sudden has this weird accent, and we're not sure why. <laughs> but it occurs to me that Gus also has a weird accent. I do. Yeah, when he yes. goes into the podcast, it's like this is Gus in real life. Hi, this is Gus. I'm with the podcast, and uh, today we'll be talking about whatever subject you're reading. Y'all, I'm kicking you in the sack. I have, we're talking about the podcast. That's what it's funny because it's is this, true. Is this mannerisms 101? We have this weird cloning oh, experiment going on. Speaking that, of which, Joel told me something really creepy at dinner tonight. It was fairly he told creepy me that he has been practicing trying to get my mannerisms down. And that he's trying to, to figure him out better. And I said, why, Joel? What, what the fuck are you doing? And he said, oh, nothing. I shouldn't have said that. I'm not talking about this. What the fuck are you doing, Joel? Well, I didn't want to say anything, but I did have a costume for Comic-Con. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I'm going as Gus. It's going to be great. You got me really scared, Joel. I'm going to be changing up all my mannerisms now. You're not going to know who you're dealing with. <laughs> it's going to be confusing. Well, were you going to go as Gus or Super Gus? They're really the same. Well, I mean, you know. I don't know. What well, you wrote the screenplay on that, so you know you might want to elaborate on that. Fair I not. mean, that's uh, you know maybe that's why you're learning his mannerisms I, for Super I, Gus Two. Is that write, in the works? I didn't write anything. Is that a Comic Con exclusive? Gus, Super Gus Two. Gus wrote it through his life. Was <laughs> <laughs> being Gus. That was, that was it. I want to point out that Gus has fallen prey to hip hop marketing by drinking Ciroc vodka, which is owned and I believe comes from the penis of Sean P Diddy Combs. Does it? Yes, yes, the, the, he, he owns, norm, manufactures, and... Normally, I only drink Tito's Vodka, which is an Austin-based uh, vodka place. But they didn't have Tito's here, obviously, because it's kind of a small company. I bought Ciroc because someone once bought it for me at a convention in Dallas. And I thought, that tasted okay. Who bought that Who bought that for you? I believe it was Spiky206 on the site. Really? Yeah, and because uh, I remembered it, I grabbed it. I, I only ever drink Tito's. You, you've never had Grey Goose in your life? I have had it, like, when I was younger. Yeah, sure, but, I mean... What? Grey, you Grey, had so much... Yeah, Grey Goose is expensive compared to Tito's. Tito's is, like, so cheap. To wrap it up, we're at Comic-Con. We have nine million things we have to do. And we have no exclusives for our podcast I'm running out of clothes to wear. Is there any cool shit I can buy that you'd recommend? I highly recommend the Rooster Teeth Griffball Polo. 
which is a Comic Con exclusive. Is that something Bernie would wear? I would. I would highly recommend the the, the Griff Ball. Motherfucker, sex! <laughs> on the sex! I would highly recommend. <laughs> you can become like a DJ in the like soft music. No, no, seriously. Would Bernie Burns wear the Griff Ball I'm, polo? I'm going more for the NPR oh, demographic, but right. yeah, Bernie Burns would. In fact, would, Bernie Burns is probably going to be wearing. He a, would a wear it as his underwear. Tomorrow. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Is you can you can connect with your with your buyers by saying, the founder of the company. He's not only the founder of the company, but he's also a client. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like the hair club dudes? You sound like an Amex commercial or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was going for a, 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 a Amco, but there you go. Well, they started with an A. Okay, what else? Anything else? Anyone else? Any closing? Should we have closing yeah, thoughts? Yeah, uh, anybody have closing thoughts before we wrap this up? Dom, closing thoughts. Yeah, you've been really quiet this podcast, Dom. You, you have to carry this now. I haven't been doing enough drinking, and I apologize for that. Clearly, I've had such a fucking fantastic time at Toronto, and all you losers have missed out that, you know, you have to come next year. It's okay, governor. You're surrounded by three losers that didn't make it this year, Dom. Way to go. And we're drunk. So basically, Dom is saying, come to RVBTO 2010, right? Basically. Okay. So I guess any other other closing closing statements? This has been uh, a real hoot. Um, I'm learning how microphones work. It's a great educational tutorial. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Comic-Con. And uh, we haven't had an exclusive, so I'm going to give you this Rooster Teeth exclusive right now. Uh, Red versus Blue recreation, or recreation as it were, will be on DVD as soon as the series is finished. Oh, my God. I said we had a debate. We had a debate. It was like, listen, if we call it this, they're going to call it recreation. No, they're not. They're not going to call it recreation. They'll call it recreation. No, they're not. They're going to call it recreation. We had for days. This is. I, I have yet to see any beach balls or leisure time activity uh, within the series, but so yeah, that'll be out on DVD as but soon as the series is done. Sure, Just you? keep watching. You had to say it twice. Oh yeah, you'll want to wait for the climax online to keep those ratings up, those internet ratings. But um, isn't that what you work on all day, climaxing online? Oh yes, I do. Get on, Bazing. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, this is the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Yay! Yay.